Welcome to Zichur Daf Simanim Rabbi Avram Goldhari, and today Mazerchus Ksubas Daf Lamedal, the third parak Elon Naaros. The Zichur Mazerchus Ksubas program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hachazachas Torah. So the three daps we're going to focus on number one. It was Tana Brisa. Hamavash b'Shabbos b'Shogeg Yochal b'Meizim Yochal Diver B'Mer. If one comes on Shabbos according to Rabbi Meir, if it was done b'Shogeg, he may eat what he cooked. But if it was done b'Meizim, he may not eat it. Rabbi Yudah says b'Shogeg he may eat it Motzi Shabbos b'Meizim Yochal Alamis b'Meizim he may never eat the food. But Rashi explains others may eat it. Rabbi Yochanan Sanur says b'Shogeg Yachav b'Motzi Shabbos l'Acherim v'Lo Beshogeg, the food may be eaten by others after Shabbos, but not by him. But Maisie, the food may never be eaten by anyone. The more explains that Yochanan Sanu's reason is that which Rabbi Chia expounded at the house of the Nasi. The Pasuk states, Shmartim as the Shabbos, ki kodesh yilachem, and you shall observe Shabbos, for it is kodesh for you. Ma kodesh asubachila, af maise Shabbos asubachila. Just as a kodesh item is forbidden to be eaten, so two products, a malacha done on Shabbos, are forbidden to be eaten. One might have thought that just as Kodesh is Asubahana, so too my Sushabas is Asubahana. Therefore, the Torah states, Lachem, it is for you. One might have thought that my Sushabas is forbidden even Bishoge. Therefore, the Torah states, Machalel Mosimas. Those who Machal Shabbos shall be put to death, which indicates that which is done Bemezid is like Kodesh, but not something done Bishoge. Pointing to the Gemara is how Rabbi Meir could rule that a thief who steals and Shechs Ashorhan Niskal an ox condemned to be stoned, could be high of the four or five times payment. It's not the animal, the original owner, that he's shacking since the moment it's condemned, it becomes asubahana. Rabbi answered that we're dealing with the case in which the ox had been given to a shomer, and then it killed a person It was condemned to death while in his custody, and then the thief stole it from the shomer's house. Ramir holds like Rabbi Yaakov, and he holds like Rabbi Shimon. He holds like Rabbi Yaakov, who says, even after the verdict is reached, if the shomer returns the animal to its owner, it's considered returned. Rabbi Yaakov holds that a shomer is patah from payment, for he can say to the owner, you gave me an ox and I'm returning to you an ox. And Rabbi Meir holds like Shimon that something that can cause a benefit of money is considered as money. Even though the animal is asabahana, it's considered, so to speak, owned by the Shomer, since it causes him a benefit that he does not have to pay for damages when he returns it to the owner. Therefore, the thief has stolen the animal from the Shomer and must pay four or five times to the Shomer. And point with you, Robert brings an alternative explanation for how Rabbi Meir holds that a thief can be high four or five times the payment when the animal is shechted on Shabbos. Actually, you can say that the case is where the thief shechs the animal himself and not through a shaliach. And you can still say that Rabbi Meir generally holds that one can get malchus and pay for the same transgression, but he does not hold that one can be chai misa and payment at the same time. But this case is different. For it's a chidosh that the Torah was mechadish with a kanas. That even though he's executed, he still pays the fine. So once again, the three points are number one. It was taught in a brisa. If one cooked on Shabbos, according to Rabbi Meir, if it was done b'shogeg, he may eat what he cooked, but if it was done b'meizid, he may not eat it. Rabbi Yudah says, b'shogeg, he may eat it Motsi Shabbos, b'meizid or yochel alamis, b'meizid, he may never eat the food. But Rashi explains, others may eat it. Rabbi Yochanan Sanur says, b'shogeg, yachel b'motsi Shabbos, l'acherim v'lo B'shogeg, the food may be eaten by others after Shabbos, but not by him. But Maisie, the food may never be eaten by anyone. The more explains that Yochanan Sanders reason is that which Rabbi Chia expounded at the house of the Nasi. The Pasuk states, Shmartim as the Shabbos, ki kodesh yilachem, and you shall observe Shabbos, for it is kodesh for you. Ma kodesh asubachila, af maise Shabbos asubachila. 
just as a Kodesh item is forbidden to be eaten, so two products of Malacha done on Shabbos are forbidden to be eaten. One might have thought that just as Kodesh is Asabahana, so too my Shabbos is Asabahana. Therefore, the Torah states, Lechem, it is for you. One might have thought that my Shabbos is forbidden even Bishoge. Therefore, the Torah states, Machalel, most you must. Those who Machal Shabbos shall be put to death, which indicates that which is done Bemezid is like Kodesh, but not something done Bishoge. Pointing to the Gemara, how Rabbi Meir could rule that a thief who steals and Shechs Ashorhan Niskal, an ox condemned to be stoned, could be high the four or five times payment. It's not the animal, the original owner, that he's shechting, since the moment it's condemned, it becomes Asbahana. Rabbi answered that we're dealing with the case in which the ox had been given to a shomer, and then it killed a person and was condemned to death while in his custody, and then the thief stole it from the shomer's house. Rabbi Meir holds like Rabbi Yaakov, and he holds like Rabbi Shimon. He holds like Rabbi Yaakov, who says, even after the verdict is reached, if the shomer returns the animal to its owner, it's considered returned. Rabbi Yaakov holds that a shomer is patah from payment, for he can say to the owner, you gave me an ox, and I'm returning to you an ox. And Rabbi Meir holds like Rabbi Shimon, that something that can cause a benefit of money is considered as money. Even though the animal is asabahana, it's considered, so to speak, owned by the Shomer, since it causes him a benefit that he does not have to pay for damages when he returns it to the owner. Therefore, the thief has stolen the animal from the Shomer and must pay four or five times to the Shomer. And pointing with you, Robert brings an alternative explanation for how Rabbi Meir holds that a thief can be high four or five times the payment when the animal is shechted on Shabbos. Actually, you can say that the case is where the thief shechts the animal himself and not through a shaliach. And you can still say that Rabbi Meir generally holds that one can get malchus and pay for the same transgression, but he does not hold that one can be chai misa and payment at the same time. But this case is different. For it's a chiddush that the Torah was mechadish with a kanas. That even though he's executed, he still pays the fine. All right, so now we go to Simon Daf Lamed and our standard Simon is a ladder. A ladder. So here goes. The person who cooked B'mezin on Shabbos was placing the dish forbidden to all on top of a ladder when he accidentally dropped it on the head of a thief who stole a shor niskot from a shomer's house and was shechting it himself on Shabbos, making mechaiv and misa and to pay four or five times. Once again, it's slow motion. The person who cooked B'mezin on Shabbos was placing the dish forbidden to all on top of a ladder. A ladder? That must be more enough. Lamedalit. The person who cooked B'mezid on Shabbos was placing the dish forbidden to all on top of a ladder, which reminds us, it was taught in a brisa. If one cooked on Shabbos, going to a mirror, if it was done B'shogeg, he may eat what he cooked, but if it was done B'mezid, he may not eat it. Rav Yudah says, B'shogeg, he may eat it, mostly Shabbos, B'mezid, he may never eat the food, but Rashi explains, others may eat it. Rabbi Yochanan Sandler says, B'shogeg, the food may be eaten by others after Shabbos, but not by him. B'mezid, the food may never be eaten by anyone. The more brings the psukim for Rabbi Yochanan Sandler's opinion. So the person who cooked B'mezid on Shabbos was placing the dish, forbidden to all, on top of a ladder, when he accidentally dropped it on the head of a thief who stole a shor nisko from a shomer's house, which reminds us, the more asked how Rabbi Meir could rule that a thief who steals in shechs, a shor nisko, an ox condemned to be stoned, could be chayv, the four or five times payment. It's not the animal the original owner they shechting, since the moment it's condemned, it becomes aser bahana. 
Rabbi Anne said that we're dealing here with a case in which the ox had been given to a shomer, and then it killed a person that was condemned to death while in his custody, and then the thief stole it from the shomer's house. Rabbi Meir holds even after the verdict is reached, if the shomer returns the animal to its owner, it's considered return. He also holds something that can cause the benefit of money is considered as money. Even though the animal is is considered, so to speak, owned by the shomer, since it causes him a benefit that he does not have to pay for damages when he returns it to the owner. Therefore, the thief has stolen the animal from the shomer and must pay four or five times to the shomer. So the person who cooked Bamezid on Shabbos was placing the dish forbidden to all on top of a ladder when he accidentally dropped it on the head of a thief who stole a shower niskal from a shomer's house and was shechting it himself on Shabbos, making Mechaiv and Misa and to pay four or five times. Which reminds us, Robert brings an alternative explanation for how Rebimir holds that a thief can be chayim four or five times a payment when the animal is shechted on Shabbos. Actually, you can say the cases where the thief shechts the animal himself and not through a shaliach. And you can still say that Rebimir generally holds that one can get malkas and pay for the same transgression, but he does not hold he can be chayim misa and payment at the same time. But this case is different. The Chiddush is Shechidsh the Torah B'Knas, for it's a Chiddush the Torah was Mechadish with a Knas, Afagav the Mikdom Misham, that even though he's executed, he still pays the fine. So once again, the person who cooked B'Mezid on Shabbos was placing the dish forbidden to all on top of a ladder, when he accidentally dropped it on the head of a thief who stole a Shor Nisko from a Shomer's house, and was shechting it himself on Shabbos, making Chayva Misa and to pay four or five times. Alright, now it's time for Four Vabach Chazara. So the Simr Daf Lamed is a Malamed, and we use a Rebbe. So here goes. The Rebbe, Rebbe, that must be more a Daf Lamed, Malamed. The Rebbe was busy planning his class trip to the jungle, which he claimed would be safe and asun free. Which reminds us, the Gemara notes that our mission, which teaches that the violator must pay a kanas to a woman whose asutuma as an isakaris, is also coming to exclude the opinion of Rabbi Nechunya ben Akanya. For it was taught in a Brides, Rabbi Nechunya ben Akanya would treat Yom Kippur like Shabbos in terms of monetary payments, just as one is Machal Shabbos who commits an act at the same time is Mitzchayb ben Nafshu Patim in He's chayv to pay with his life and is Patim from payment. So to the same applies if one desecrates Yom Kippur, which is a chi of karis and is chayv a monetary liability at the same time. He's only chayv karis and not payment. Abai says Rabbi Nechunya ben Akana's reason is the word asun, fatality, is said about the death at the hand of man, meaning death by basin, and asun is mentioned with regard to death by heaven. This is a reference to Yaakov telling his sons that he refuses to let Binyamin go to Mitzrayim, lest an asun, a fatality, occurs. So the Rebbe was busy planning his class trip to the jungle, which he claimed would be safe, and asun free, received piles of notes from parents saying their sons were home with colds and fever, after they heard about a previous tour where one person was trampled by an elephant, which reminds us it was taught in a pachim. everything is in the hands of heaven except for sicknesses brought on by cold and heat. It was also taught from the day the base of Mikdash was destroyed, even though the Sanhedrin ceased, the four types of capital punishment did not, which the more clarifies means that the din arba misas lobatu, the equivalent punishment of the four types of execution, has not ceased. For example, one is chayv skila, stoning either falls from a roof or is trampled by a wild beast. So the Rebbe was busy planning his class trip to the jungle, which he claimed would be safe and asun free, received piles of notes from parents saying their sons were home with colds and fever after they heard about the previous tour where one person was trampled by an elephant, and another had Truma stuffed down his throat by the natives. Which reminds us, Rabbah brings an alternative source, Rabbi Nechunim Benakana, from the Parsha Moloch, which compares Karas to capital punishment. This differs from Abai's Pshat, where the word also includes lesser types of death, such as Mishibidei Shammai, death by heaven. The Gemara says, a nafka mina between them is a czar, that a Truma, where the penalty is Mishibidei Shammai. 
According to Abai, he's potter from paying for the truma, but according to Rabbi, he's chayef. When the word questions this case, given that he was already high for stealing it, from the moment he picked the truma up before he ate it, the more concludes the case is Shatakabul Khaver Tok Bezabriya, where his friend thrusts the truma into his throat and the person can get it out with difficulty. Daflamidov, so the Simr Daflamidov is the law, and we use a judge. So here goes. The judge, the judge, that must mean one Dav Lamidolov. The judge watched the prosecutor demonstrate how the thief bent down to eat a piece of stolen caliph while shooting an arrow into Shuzu Rabim that tore through a sheet, which reminds us the more explains that the case of stealing caliph and eating it and shooting an arrow dalad almost through a silk are not comparable. In the case of the arrow, it's impossible to have a hanocha without the akira, and therefore the akira is considered the beginning of the act of transferring, whereas in the caliph case, one could bend down and eat it. Alternatively, in the arrow case, once he shoots the arrow, he cannot bring it back, whereas with the caliph, he can return it after he lifts it up. So the judge watched the prosecutor demonstrate how the thief bent down to eat a piece of stolen caliph while shooting an arrow into Shuzurabi that tore through a sheet, along with footage of his stealing a purse on Shabbos and taking small steps through Shuzurabi, which reminds us of Bryce that taught that one who steals a purse on Shabbos from someone's house and then takes it into Shuzurabi is kind of to pay for the stolen purse even though he's also high for the death penalty for Chil Shabbos, for he's already become high for theft before he became high for stoning. We do not say Hagbad Surah Chodzahi. The lifting of the purse is a prerequisite for the act of transferring. For the ton of the Brisa is Benazah who says, Mahalach Ka'omadami, that walking is equivalent to standing. Rashi explains that Benazah holds that each step one takes is an Akira and Hanocha, so that the last step he took before leaving the house was the Akira for which he was Chayv Chil Shabbos, not the earlier step he took when he stole the purse. So the judge watched the prosecutor demonstrate how the thief bent down to eat a piece of stolen Chayv while shooting an arrow into Shuzurabim that tore through a sheet, along with footage of his stealing a purse on Shabbos and taking small steps to Shuzurabim, while the defendant sat silently, keeping his large 4 by 4 hands low to the ground. Which reminds us, the more clarifies that in the case where the thief dragged the purse, he pulled it into Shuzurabim, and could go into the Yadagal it's where the thief brought his other hand close to the ground below the height of three tfakim and received the purse in that hand where it came to rest. This is in accordance with Rabu who holds A person's hand is considered as an area four by four tfakim. Rashi explains that just like a hand is considered as a separate rishus for hanacha, so too here with regard to a kinyan. The hand is considered a separate rishus and it's as if the thief lifted his hand three tfakim above the ground. So the Simr Daflam base is a mad scientist in the lab. So here goes. The mad scientist in the lab. Mad scientist in the lab? That must be more in Daflam base. The mad scientist in the lab designing a kanas omatic that would automatically give a kanas to a Nara sister, but not to one who was a Shota Bogeres, which reminds us, the more contrast the Mishan Daf Chav Tesalon Aleph that stated that if one violated a woman who was an Isakaris, such as a sister, she's entitled to the fine, with the Mishnah Makos that states, Elohenolokin, these are the ones who receive Malkus for violating an Isra and this one who has relations with an Isakaris, such as a sister. And it has been established for us that one does not receive malchus and pay money for the same crime. Well, answer, there's no difficulty. Our mission is dealing with Achoso Na'ara, his sister, who is a Na'ara, where the Kanasra violation applies. And the mission of Makos is dealing with Achoso Bagaris, his sister who is a Bagaris, where Kanas does not apply. So, the mad scientist in the lab designing a Kanasomatic that would automatically give a Kanas to a Nara sister, but not to one who was a Shoto Bogares. 
built in an Ein Tachazayn camera to ensure one paid the fine and didn't get lashes, which reminds us. The Gemara infers from Will's answer that he holds that wherever one is high both a monetary payment and lashes, that the person pays and is not lashed. The Gemara seeks to identify Ula's source and concludes it's learned from the Gezer Shabbat of Tachas Tachas. It's written with regard to the violator. She shall become his wife, Tachas Asherina, in place of his violating her. And it's written with regard to one who strikes and wounds another, Ein Tachazayn, an eye in place of an eye. Just as there, in the case of one who wounds another, he pays money and does not receive malchus, even if he was warned not to strike the victim, so to every place where there is both a chiv of money and lashes, such as in the case where one violates his sister, the person pays and is not lashed. So, the mad scientist in the lab designing a kanasomatic that would automatically give a kanas to a nara sister, but not to one who was a shoto bageres, built in an ein tachazayn camera to ensure one paid the fine and didn't get lashes, because the last one he made accidentally gave 40 lashes instead, which reminds Rabbi Yochanan holds that wherever there is a chiyot for both money and malchus, and he's warned about malchus, he receives malchus and does not pay. The pasuk regarding Malka states that the person receives lashes kedei so in accordance with his wickedness, from which we can learn mishum risha achas mishum You may punish him for one act of rishas, but you cannot punish him for two acts of rishas, referring to penalties for both money and lashes. And the next pasuk states arbaim yakenu forty lashes he shall strike him. Rashi explains that we learn from here that where there are two penalties, he's lashed and does not make a monetary payment. Daflamma Gimel, so the Simmer Daflamma Gimel is a peg leg pirate. So here goes. The peg leg pirate, peg leg pirate, that must be learned of Lamad Gimel. The peg leg pirate who was agitated because he couldn't give Asra to the Adim Zomamim, which reminds us, Rabbi says, Adim Zomamim pay money and do not receive Malkas, because they're not subject to receiving warning before they commit their transgression. Rush explains, we do not subject someone to a physical punishment if they have not been warned. Rav clarifies why they can't give a swat to them a day or an hour before they testify, or right before they testify, or right after they testify. So the peg-like pirate who was agitated because he couldn't give a swat to the Aiden Zomamim became livid when they laughed off his lashes warning because it was less severe than death, which reminds us, when Rav Shishabrei Rav Edi brings a source that a chobo b'chavera, one who wounds another pays money and does not receive malkas, he mentions the rule, Musra davar or having Musra davar kal. One who's warned for a severe matter is considered warned for a lighter matter. For example, if someone was warned that striking and killing someone would result in the death penalty, he's considered warned that striking and wounding his opponent would subject him to lashes. So the peg-like pirate who was agitated because he couldn't give Hasra to the Aim Zomamim became livid when they laughed off his lashes warning because it was less severe than death. And then one ran off and stole his pirate sheep and had his friend Shachtet on Shabbos. Which reminds us what Mer says, that one who steals an ox or sheep and shachted on Shabbos pays four or five times, even though he also gets the death penalty. The Gemara explains that the Bryce is dealing with the case of Botaveach al Yedeacher. It was shachted through another person. Rava clarifies that even though we hold ain't shaliach devaravera, there's no shaliach for a transgression. In this case, the Torah states, Utavachu macharu, and shachts it or sells it. Just as the thief is chayv when he brings about the sale by involving another person, referring to a buyer, so too he is chayv when the shackling is through another person. Alright, so now we conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which nothing when a thief can be chayv four or five times when he shechs the animal he stole on Shabbos because it's a special chiddush by kanas that even though he's chayv misa, he still pays a fine. That's on Duff. Lamadad. Good. Number two. Which of the learn Musu Dabra Khamur have Musu Dabra call? One warned for a severe matter is considered warned for a less severe matter. That's on Duff. 
Lamed Gimel. Good number three. Which definitely who are in Edim Zomim are not B'nei Hasra. They cannot be warned. That's on Dav. Lamed Gimel. Good number four. Which definitely when Riyochanan learns that one is lash and does not pay from Kedevi Shaso and Arba'im Yakanu. That's on Dav. Lamed Beis. Good number five. Which definitely one is high for stealing a purse on Shabbos and carrying it out because according to Ben Azai, Omen K'mahal Chdami. That's on Dav. Lamadov. Good number six. Which something when a thief who steals and shakes a shor and niskal could be high four or five times when the thief steals it from the shomer's house? That's on Duff. Lamadov. Good number seven. Which something when a sister that is a nara would receive a kanas, but a shot begaris would not receive any payments? That's on Duff. Lamed Beis. Good number eight. Which something when a thief that steals an ox on Shabbos and has another person shechted pays the fine as well? That's on Duff. Lamed Gimel. Good number nine. Which something when Rabbi Yochanan Hasander holds that one who cooks Bemezian on Shabbos, the dish is forbidden to everyone forever? That's on Duff. Lamed Good. And number ten. Which something when a thief can be high for stealing a purse? And dragging it into Rishus Rabim because he held his other hand low to take it, and hands are considered like a Rishus of Dald by Dald Fahim. That's on Dav. Lamad Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Gulham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.